It's Friday, August 14th, 2015 from Slate. It's the gist. I'm Mike Pesca. The U.S. flag has been raised in Cuba. The same Marines who lowered it in 1961 were on hand to give the new flag to servicemen not even born 54 years ago. Hell, they weren't even born when The Godfather 2 came out. So there's no gold telephone in this whole deal for the U.S., but it was the right thing to do. It was the inevitable thing to do. Now, I'll say this. Cuba's a bad government. Newsflash. It's not just me saying that. There's a whole house. Freedom House. No, for one cent, you don't get 10 free CDs. These are the people that rate countries in terms of freedom. And Cuba is rated NF, not free. But they are not the worst of the worst. This is an official Freedom House designation. Who are the worst of the worst? North Korea, not a surprise. Syria, oh, I see. The worst of the worst going to be all these U.S. enemies. Equatorial Guinea, wait. Equatorial Guinea is friends with the United States. Uzbekistan. Actually, the U.S. has had an embassy in Uzbekistan since there's been an Uzbekistan. Same with another worst of the worst, Turkmenistan. Somalia. Holy cow! John Kerry was in Somalia three months ago. Well, actually, we'll say this. Somalia is improving. It's good the United States is ushering them along. How about this one? Saudi Arabia. Saudi Arabia is our biggest ally in the Middle East that's not Israel. Yeah, and it's one of the worst governments in the world. So, Mike... What does this have to say about the U.S. having relations with a country and the correlation between that and the country joining the community of nations, being a good guy country? What it has to say is this. There is no correlation at all. Here's a quote from Robert Menendez of New Jersey, Democratic senator, Cuban-American. Quote, a flag representing freedom and liberty will rise today in a country ruled by a repressive regime that denies its people democracy and basic human rights. Yes, it will. And yesterday it did in Saudi Arabia, in Somalia, in Uzbekistan, in Turkmenistan. So all the critics of diplomatic relations are wrong. It is just not true that our moral suasion by not having diplomatic relations, by turning our backs on the bad boys of the world, that is not going to move them to a place of moral righteousness. But I'll say this also to the most misty-eyed of the foggy bottom set. It is not true that becoming a diplomatic partner to a nation reigns in the worst impulses of dictators anywhere. I say with diplomacy as with war, Let's just agree to live in the world that we live in, not in the world that we'd like it to be. As it is, Cuba is actually getting freer. It's getting freer faster than Saudi Arabia is getting freer. So we have a flag there. Soon we'll have some flights there. And I predict in a decade this decision will be as uncontroversial as the decision for the U.S. to recognize Red China was in the 1970s. I could be wrong, but I know this one thing, that whatever the sequel is to this round of diplomatic negotiations, it will not be as bad as The Godfather 3. On the show today, I spiel about a tart-tongued buckeye and Mr. John Kasich's propensity for saying things that hurt people's feelings. But first, the voice. My voice. Spoiler alert. Language alert. Big time trigger warning. I'm singing in this episode, but it's the whole point. We get a voice coach in here. He tries to help me. Listen now to this voyage of struggle, discovery, and maybe just a few scenes from an Italian restaurant. A bottle of white, a bottle of red, 
drops a bottle of rosé instead. So as listeners of The Gist know, I have a song in my heart, but that sometimes gives you guys a bee in your bonnet. Most of the negative response that I get, especially on places like iTunes, is Fine broadcaster, okay at speaking, never ever sing again. There's something about singing that causes, when I do it in a certain percentage of the population, not just anger, not just distress, but some form of almost physical pain. Well, here, to address this problem, because I care about my listeners, A, and because I shan't refrain from singing, B, is a doctor, a voice teacher. Dr. Jan Douglas is here next to me, and with him is a piano. Can we hear from that piano, Dr. Dr. Douglas? The piano is a rescue. We found it on the street, but uh, you are an expert. Are you a, are you a, what are you a doctor of? Voice performance. Mm-hmm. Florida State. All right, so Florida State, that's good. I believe Burt Reynolds went there, and he has a music theater in Jupiter, Florida. So there you go. I don't even know where to begin. On the show, I've sung all sorts of songs. Recently sang We Didn't Start the Fire. I see you have the Billy Joel songbook. You tell me. What I noticed was that you came in a little under pitch in the neighborhood of the key. You got to the key later on, but it was just like it didn't have a good ear on what was going on. A shish kebab joint. A Dollar Tree store. So there's always going to be that intellectual aspect that senses the harmony and then the physical aspect, the emotional aspect that's going to be delivering what you feel. How much is singing is actually hitting the right notes? <laughs> you know, depending, some people make a very good li- living out there in the vicinity yeah. of the right notes. But I'd say from most point, we need to get about a 97, 98% Okay. All right. And I would put uh, you generally in the 70% that day. Okay. That day. So you're saying that I'm a C or C minus singer. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah, Uh we could, yeah, and and that's not bad when you think about it because that's kind of average, right? Sure. Mm -hmm. Of course, most average people won't sing and don't have a podcast Mm -hmm. and aren't in someone's earbuds. You know, I remember when I was in school and I was in a musical here or there and they would play a note and I would try to go, Ah, uh, no, that's not right. Ah, uh, but I never really knew. Is is there? Do you have any tips or tricks about actually how to replicate a note when you hear it? It's the same physical coordination as eye to hand for baseball or eating food. All right, it's developed over time, and so ear to throat, if you want to call it that, is just tuning in and a realization of when that matches. Now, you sang in these musicals. Yeah, I was one of the only guys trying out, so. <laughs> they were pre- I, was good, I was good at the funny spoken stuff. I know they were predominantly kind of speaking parts. Right. But you still had to match, at least with Hook, had to match some pitches, right? It was Captain Hook, so yes, yeah. So when you matched this pitch a while ago. Oh. Now, where is that in the neighborhood? My brain and my oh, mouth. come on. Match. Uh, and then what? Uh, yes. There we go. Give it another uh, shot. Uh, right. Yeah, I heard that. I heard that. Yeah. Now, you felt when that matched? Yeah. Okay. There was a, reverber- there was a reverberation. 
Well, let's try another one. Oh, nope. Ah, oh. Why is it going there? You're going down, but it's up. Ah, ah. Now, right? You know when that's right. Yeah. Right? You yeah. sense that. Huh. So what we're doing it the first time. Exactly. Yeah. You don't get that luxury in a show. You know, yeah. you got to be bam right there on that pitch. Well, your enthusiasm exceeded the accuracy. <laughs> Try that again. I like that when I report on politics too. <laughs> oh. See, now here's where you are. Oh. No, 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 no. Right there. Oh. Lift it up. Oh. And bring it down. Lost cause. That's it. That's it. So you're on the pitch. So you would increase the accuracy and the speed of attaining that. Yeah, obtaining the accuracy. And then play with some patterns. So with, I would use like um What are you doing? That was right. Okay. All right. Now you weren't thinking about that. Right. I think I heard you. I think maybe respond to the human Some voice a little bit. Students easier. really respond to the voice yeah. better than the keyboard. Right. But truthfully, I don't think those are too bad notes. They're they're better than I would expect for off the street. Hey, All right. so are you. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So try that again. Ha 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 ha. Ha 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 ha. Change. Ha 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 ha. Whoa. Ha 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 ha. And ha 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 ha. Ha 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 ha. Ha 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 ha. Ha 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 ha. You're good. Yeah. Now that's a only there were lyrics to a song that went ha 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 well, ha ha. You know there are. Yeah. Yeah, whether it's maybe a Handelian aria or something like Ooh. that. Ha 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 ha. Queen of the Night does that for about three pages, only two octaves higher. Your range. Ha 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 ha. Try that. Ha 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 ha. See, that's a G, kind of a tenor G. Yeah. As in, gee, that's terrible. Gee, huh? <laughs> now you give it a quality like, ha, ha, which is a little let go. Uh-huh. Ha, ha, which gives it a little more support, a little more color. Yeah. And so that's the other variation with character is quality character of yeah. sound for the character that one is playing. I think what I've done is led with character mm -hmm. and haven't addressed any of the fundamentals yeah. like an artist who's like really good at a, at a frame. I'm good at framing, but yeah. the art itself is a mess. Uh-huh. Okay. Now you were nail on with the rhythm of that particular exercise also. When you get to what is basically a rap, early rap, with Billy Joel on uh, We Didn't Start the Fire. That's very energized rhythm. and it's a, Now, your lyrics could have worked for that. Mm -hmm. They are altered from the rhythm, you know, enough so that you might have to make more adjustments, but that piece could work. Yeah. 
scenes from an Italian restaurant, it's a little more lyric, a little more ballad oriented. You wanted to try that yeah. and see how that yeah. works? Okay. A bottle of white, give that a shot. And one. A, a bottle, bottle of, of white. white. You got that? Yeah, yeah, so right on. And then part of it, white, white, white. is follow through on the vowel. That's quickie. That's a quick lesson. A bottle of white. Go. A bottle of white. Next one. A bottle of red. A bottle of red. Yeah. Now that's just fairly sophisticated change. A bottle change. of white. Now the first one is here. A bottle of white. Yeah. And the next one was here. A bottle of red. 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 Uh-huh. And then here. Uh, this next line goes on up. So, but you did sing here, right. all right, just now with those vocal leaders. And so you got, perhaps a bottle of rosé. Try it. Perhaps a bottle of rosé. And then maintaining rosé. Okay. And then you're down. Instead. 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 That's your note. Go for it. In, in, a little higher. Instead. <laughs> Which is a lovely harmony for the yeah, note you should have been singing. <laughs> Do you think you could teach, or one could teach, maybe you could teach anyone to sing? I haven't lost yet. Mm -hmm. I, I hate to, you know, just make a full statement like that, but yeah. no, it's, it's, it's possible. I get, we have a, quite a range of students that come through Lee Strasberg, a theater school there. Some opera singers, some have never sung before. We throw them all together, and uh, really, and I, and I had one fellow, just like you, years ago, is a German fellow, and he couldn't match that pitch. I go uh, up his back yeah. with my finger, and his voice raises right to the pitch, and as soon as he knew he had locked in on that pitch, it was so physical for him, right. is that that equation of physical activity with what's going on in the throat. Bam, he loved it. He knew he had it, you know, when he heard it match. So after that, if he couldn't find a pitch, he said, come over here, you gotta <laughs> go up my back here on this thing. Uh, you're part singer, part chiropractor. But once you do it, is, is it, is it the case that once it starts working, does typically does it start really working in Falling a big in way? Right. Yeah. I think American Idol tends to, uh, Oh, he just came on. He came out of school here. He's going to sing this number. What? What? Where's the preparation for that? There's been a lot of preparation for the, these overnight stars. So I will do it. Can you give me some homework? Tell me how to drill. And when when I'm doing it myself, how do I know I'm getting it right? For matching right now, yeah. I would just do here to there, here to there, to here, till I knew I was get zeroing in on those pitches. And there are apps mm -hmm. on these phones for pitch matching. Oh, cool. Really. You sing into the phone, it tells you when you're on there, okay? So I could, I could take this app, I could play around with this, I'll practice 15 minutes a day, and you'll, I'll see results year, year and a half? Three months. <laughs> okay. Three months. Can we check back in with you then? Oh, no. <laughs> I'm leaving town. <laughs> yeah, okay. All right. Let's do it. Dr. Jan Douglas. He's going to be my guru. So next time you hear me sing poorly, don't blame him, but maybe three or four times after that, then yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's not, it won't, it won't have been working. Thank you, Dr. Douglas. All right, happy to have been here. <laughs> nice to meet you, Mike. Nice to meet you.
And now the spiel, the brusque Buckeye. You want to know who's a dangerous man in the Republican primary? Is it Lindsey Graham, who turned every question in that Republican NIT debate into a disquisition on the need for ground troops in Iraq? It is not Lindsey Graham. Is it Ben Carson? Is he the dangerous man? Dangerous because he compared Obamacare to slavery instead of the AP history curriculum, quote, I think most people, when they finish that course, they'd be ready to go sign up for ISIS. No, it is not Dr. Ben Carson. Is it Mike Huckabee, who does infomercials for a diabetes cure which doesn't cure diabetes, or who vigorously supported covenant marriages, which require a two-year cooling-off period before a couple can divorce, even if they've been married for two months, and even if the husband is Kevin Federline? No, it's not the huckster. It's this guy. Ohio Governor John Kasich. I'm not some magic man. I just do the best I can. Kasich is dangerous because his support is swelling in the Granite State, but he's also got a mouth on him. The New York Times reports, quote, he comes dangerously close to crossing the line between cutting and cruel in a way that could prove dangerous as the campaign wears on. That is a dangerous danger. Because we all know how much Republican voters would hate it if their leading candidate were ever salty, saucy, or tart-tongued. And while we see some evidence of that from time to time with John Kasich, I see something different. I see a guy who's very good at not playing the game that his questioners want him to play. Sure, there are tales of him on the campaign trail where he strongly disagrees with a questioner, sometimes going so far as to suggest that someone in a town hall is a plant for opponents. But I think what we're getting here is more of an unwillingness to buy into the premises presented to him. Take this exchange with CNN's Wolf Blitzer, started by Blitzer asking Kasich for his take on a story that Donald Trump sexually assaulted his former wife while they were married. Leave him alone. That's what I think. All right. Well, that's that's your right to think that. But uh, as you know, and yep. uh, as all of us know, when you're running for president of the United States, <laughs> your whole <laughs> life basically is open and your life is going to be open if you continue to do well in the polls. That's just the nature yeah. of the beast, right? Well, you know, maybe the nature of the beast ought to change a little bit. You know, there's there are limits here. And just I don't I don't want to comment or maybe somebody else will comment on it. I'm not going to do it because I'm sure that it is extremely painful for him, for his former wife, for his kids. And, uh, you know, that shouldn't be what we're doing in this business. Now, I ask you, of those two people talking, of the candidate and the journalist, the journalist, by the way, who's supposed to be the surrogate of the viewer, who seemed clearer, who seemed more reasonable, who seemed better thought out? the guy we call tart-tongued. I do not care if a candidate is acidic. In fact, I kind of like it. An external propensity for a barb, yeah, it might hint at an inner cruelty, but more likely, I think it's the rational reaction to this horrible process of running for president. Even in candidates we like, it really is hard to get over the fact that running for president is such a grueling ordeal that wanting to do so is a pretty clear disqualifier for becoming president. You have to develop some armor. I get more concerned when the outer pointedness reveals an inner brittleness. I'm not sure we're seeing this with Kasich. And I don't think, I don't know, but I haven't seen too much bullying. Now, Kasich's competitor for the center slot of the Republican nomination is Chris Christie, also caustic, but I think we could fairly say he's got a lot of a bully about him. There are lots of bullies in politics and lots of politicians with long memories who wield power by remembering slights and seeking opportunities for 
payback. New York Governor Andrew Cuomo seems to be such a politician. He's not so much sharp-tongued as sharp-elbowed. He won't verbally lambast an opponent, but man, will he wait for his chance and exact his revenge. You know, I've always suspected that this is true. I haven't been able to check it against all the politicians ever. But see if you agree with me. A long political memory is a more common trait to centrists or so-called moderates than those on the extreme right or the extreme left. Now, you might object if you are a centrist or moderate, you might object to ideologues more. But is it that they play their politics tougher? I'm not sure, because I think in some ways ideology can be your weapon when there is an external ideal A politician can use fealty to the ideal as his knife or as his cattle prod, whereas a politician who's more practical or centrist or moderate or wants to get things done or wants to work across the aisle, that kind of politician will have to be jotting in that mental notebook, keeping sort of a burn book. Of course, there are a lot of vengeful ideologues also. But when I think of political revenge, I think of LBJ, of Nixon, of Rudy Giuliani, pretty much all centrists. I don't know if Kasich is or isn't a vengeful guy, but I hope he's not. But either way, I submit that fits of pique don't mark you as unfit for office. And that's it for today's show. Andrea Salenzi produced it. Her voice has been likened to that of a nightingale, but a nightingale when it first wakes up. Mike Volo edited this show. Of him, it's been said there is something truly supernatural, almost incomprehensible in the effects of his voice, which extends and reaches out like the sound in the distance going out further and further and reverberating in echoes and echoes. Andy Bowers is our executive producer. He is greeted by a general enthusiasm which is thundering and which lasts more than a quarter of an hour. Frantic cries, loud clapping. Such is his lovely voice. The gist. We like to end with a sustained B above middle C as we sing Vincero. We like to. But we don't think your earbuds will properly convey the majesty therein. Instead, what you hear is thanks for listening.